This is Facing Fentanyl. Interviews with actual users. That was my first encounter with fentanyl. Their experiences. My nose was to the steering wheel and I could barely stay awake. But most importantly, the lessons leading them out to home. Where they can speak of what it is to be facing fentanyl. The following interviews depict substance use and mental health disorders, including abuse, depression, suicide, and trauma. If you or someone you know are suffering from these disorders, we recommend reaching out to the National Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or the National Alliance on Mental Health at nami.org. That's N-A-M-I dot org. Listener discretion is advised. We'd like to thank our sponsor, La Jolla Recovery, before getting back to our interview. La Jolla Recovery is an alcohol and drug treatment center in San Diego, providing evidence-based solutions to addiction for over 12 years. The pandemic has impacted mental health immensely, and if you're wondering whether a loved one or yourself might be using a substance beyond recreation or fun or social bonding, La Jolla Recovery wants to answer all your questions in a private and confidential manner at LaJollaRecovery.com. That's L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. That's again L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. Now back to our interview. Well, like it was my whole identity, like my whole identity was a football player. That's all. And I thought I would have four more years to figure things out, get a free education. And then I just ended up getting stuck in my hometown, having surgery. And uh, the only thing that really made me happy or feel okay was my decision. So, and, and by the way, when you say happy, would you say it's almost like happy. you're so down? Just almost like you don't like have to I, I feel. Keep going on. You can keep going on. Well, I just want to kind of confirm it because I think it's this perception of like empty left the party and going. Well, there was there was a place that was pretty before the substance came and solved it yes. because you weren't you weren't partying. You were in a you were in a hospital bed. Yeah. And you're how old? You're seventeen. Yeah. And people were like, oh, well, you can still go to college, blah, 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 that. And I was like, yeah, I tried, but I was on crutches and having surgeries. And it was just like so much at the time that I just. And here you're supposed to be at your peak of your life. You're like 17. Yeah. There's no place for you. Like you can eat, walk and wake up the next day. Yeah. And here you're, you're in the hospital bed and you're having to take this prescription. You're very aware of the pain. You're very aware of the mental baggage of having to deal with what am I gonna do with life? So it makes sense, it's like, that hit the spot. But, and that, then they were writing prescriptions like crazy and then I was overtaking them and then I was like, oh, I need something stronger. When did you start taking more than what they offered? Um, well, after my second surgery, there was a little bit of a gap between surgery. So they took me off of it. And, and, you, and they didn't wean me off, and they were just like, hey, like, cold turkey. And so obviously, would you I say that that's all? That that's in itself is not understanding, like, yeah, not at all. And did anybody ever ask you, hey, would you like to speak to someone about what's going on? Did they ever ask you, like, what's going on inside? No. It was almost like, this is for your intestine, see you in a month? Well, it was mainly for my neck and, and my foot. So you were fully incapacitated. Yeah. When did you, how long did you spend in the hospital then? Well, I was in the ICU for 11 days. Jeez. I don't really remember anything. You don't remember? No. That's wrong, but yeah, the accident was. So you came through 11 days after? Yeah. 
Do you remember the? Do you remember like the the scene? Of the accident. No, of waking up. Um. Yeah. So it was really weird. I was really confused. Obviously, didn't know what was going on. And then my athletic director of my school, his twin brother, did my surgery. So I woke up to him. Small town. I'm like, yeah, it's small town. Like, it's weak. Like, no, I'm a brother. Did they listen like, yeah, you're dazed. Yeah. You're not, you weren't laughing back then, right? Right now you're laughing because life's good. Yeah. We're going to get to later on for anybody listening to this and going like, I don't want to hear this. Well, you can't, you can't hear about the cold without also taking that trouble. So thank, thank you. Thank you both for sharing that story because it's, I think it takes a very honest and very brave person to share what you're doing. This podcast continues in the next episode. This is Facing Fentanyl.